Warning. 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 Trigger alert. She about to say some real shit. <laughs> hey, Brad. Hi. How you doing, honey? Uh, I'm good. You're good? Working hard? I am working hardly, very hard. Hardly working? For once, I guess. <laughs> um, I thought that when I would close the store that I would really be like slowing down and like I'd be chilling out, I'd be watching shows oh, yeah. and thought... I'd be like on like on like a tight budget because but ugh, we are busy, busy, busy. Oh yeah. I could have told you that. And I'm excited because I'm working on some new brands with some new people. Well, they're not new. They're, they've are they been alive for a while. But, uh, <laughs> they're not babies? You're but not they're new to me, new to me. <laughs> and um, and uh, I, it's in the works. We'll talk about it more another time. But it's all about female empowerment. Dude. And, uh, dude, you know, say, say dude, when dude, you say that. yeah, dude. That's the first word that comes to mind when you, when you yes, say female my guy. empowerment. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Speaking of female empowerment, today's guest. Oh, yeah. She's very empowered. She, I mean, <laughs> these chicks were like the real deal oh, yeah. field. Oh yeah. And when when I was coming up back in the day hanging out on Avenue A, I was like, damn, these chicks are tough. Oh, for real. And every single one of them. Every single one of them. This is like badass, hot, <laughs> nice and cool, approachable. They were the shit. But they also you wouldn't mess with them too. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, no, I, I wasn't messing with them. They definitely like we had to be on the same crew. Well, we had to be in the same same team, same team. Those bitches were big too. <laughs> Woo! Um, we have Theo from the Lunatics, yeah, and Theo and the Skyscrapers, and armor makeup, and she's a makeup right. artist, model, mother, and just general badass bitch around town. <laughs> Theo Kogan. I mean, she's really miss. She was really miss downtown for a while there. She and it's and to think that she's from Brooklyn. Hey, hey. And I just always thought she was just a Manhattan girl. All right. Because who could be so punk from Brooklyn? But apparently they're all they're all from Brooklyn. That's now really maybe. The, well, yeah. <laughs> but even then, kind of Brooklyn's always been super tough. Yeah, Brooklyn's been a breeding ground for some, some tough some stuff. Talent. Some tough stuff. <laughs> My dad's from Brooklyn. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a good app for sure. Yeah. And so let's jump right in and get down with Theo. <laughs> Today we're interviewing... Um, 
a fabulous and a fierce female. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody who, when I started going out downtown, was sort of the queen. The downtown queen of Avenue A. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? I, I know. I mean, you kind of Um And uh, without further ado, I bring you Theo Kogan. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so you're a re- you're a born and re- like bred New York City girl. I was actually born in Ecuador. Oddly, oh, well, maybe not. But after six months, we came back. So what? How were you? You don't look Ecuadorian. I am not Ecuadorian. <laughs> my, <laughs> my parents were both raised here. They're um, Russian Jew and non-Jew, Ukrainian mishmash, Polish, all that stuff. Oh, I didn't know you were a Jew. Oh yeah, I'm oh, half a Jew. So the Jews, yeah. you know, my dad is a Jew. My mother's not a Jew. I feel like a Jew. The Jews don't think I'm a Jew, but right. I'm a Jew. You're a Jew. So. Um, <laughs> They went to Ecuador because my dad was a musician, Mm -hmm. and he got a grant to play in Ecuador. So they went, and they lived there for, I don't know, a few years. They had me, and then they were like, oh, this isn't so easy. Let's uh, come back to our family. And then we moved back into my grandma's house. So So where in Brooklyn? um, What's now called, it's like right near Brooklyn College. I don't know what they call it now, if it's Ditmas Park or if it has some other name. But yeah. And... Do you and you live in Brooklyn now too? Yep, I've always lived in Brooklyn. I've never lived in the city. You never lived. Never. At, I figured you never. Were like, a, like everybody uh, lived in the really? East Village because it was so everybody damn. Thought I did. Right. You're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's what made you Brooklyn cool. That's were. what made everybody move to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the queen of Brooklyn. The original hipster. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, everyone thought I lived in the East Village because I was always there. Yeah. But, because where else was there to go? Right. <laughs> But I never did live there, and I loved not living there because I was like, I want to be able to like go out and do my laundry or and like not be wearing a full face of drag makeup in yes. life and not have to like run into somebody from nightlife stop or whatever. Like, well, hey, you're a lunatic, yeah, you know? And the stop and chat, yeah. In the East Village. Was <laughs> oh my just, god, it's like yeah. 15 minutes add totally. on to anywhere you had to go, which is beautiful, but. It doesn't it's, exist anymore, it does though. Not, you can right? walk around and nobody knows nobody you. Nobody knows. You don't know anyone. <laughs> you don't know where you are. <laughs> What's uh, this new thing? Um, so your dad was a musician. Mm-hmm. So you, you grew up as a musical child? I did. I did. What, what were, did he play? He played cello. Oh. And he also was a conductor. That did like minor. He conducted the Staten Island Symphony. Very fresh. Oh, that's and so um, and another one in Westchester later on. And for a minute, he was like doing both. But for a while, he was at home. He was like a stay-at-home dad at first, and he taught music classes at home to me and my like you know to a bunch of kids. And um, and my mom used to sing opera for a little while too, sort of for on the side. So there was a lot of music around. A lot. So were you playing instruments or were you mainly singing? I, would, like, I played with the piano and then later I played the flute and I was pre- kind of serious about it, but it was a little frustrating. And then it's hard to blow the flute. It's like yeah. I, I remember I really wanted to play the flute and I couldn't do that. Yeah, it's I mean, that I actually could do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that sounds just like you. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I also did ballet. Like, I was, like, very arty, a Jewy, arty family. Lots of arts. 
and and the Jews love art. the arts. Yeah. They do. <laughs> they really do. They want to enrich their children yes. in in the arts. It's very important, especially to like the early immigrants. I think for it was sure, like uh, you had to. Well, I think they like the Jews were so involved in the arts in Europe, and then they like left. And then when they came here, they're like, God damn it, we're yeah. going to sing. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to dance yep. and we are going to play saxophone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's very, like, important True. within the culture. I agree. Um, so when did you know you were going to focus on music? I didn't really know. I I had so many artistic interests that when it came down to like, you know, picking a high school in the city, I was, you know, I wanted to go to music and art, which is now LaGuardia Correct. with um, performing arts. And I was like, do I try out for flute? Do I try out for dance? Do I try out for art? I decided to try out for art. I got in for art. So I went for visual art. Right. And during that time in high school was when the band started. So I'm a child star. So <laughs> you are you are a child star because you you started the I the Luna Chicks was your first band. Mm-hmm. There was no band before nope. that. Nope. Why? Nope. And that was all about like just me going like mm. there was like already you know two of Sid and Gina. One had a bass, one had a guitar, and I was like Ugh, drums. No, that's a lot of stuff. A lot of lugging. A lot of and I was like I'll be the singer. Like, literally, that's how it happened. So you were like, you're good, you're good, let's go. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, drag a drum set around. So what happened then? You guys would go to someone's basement and perform with no drummer? Like, how how does a band form? Um, Well, we had another friend who had a guitar, so we're like, you'll be rhythm guitar. That was Cindy. Gina was lead guitar. We started, like, playing in each other's, you know, bedrooms. Mm -hmm. And then my boyfriend at the time was a singer in a metal band, but also played drums. So we were like, come play drums with us because we're trying to start this band, even though we don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> and then we went to some rehearsal studios, which we got terribly mocked at. <laughs> which is funny uh, now. Because, because rehearsal studios are generally run by such winners. Oh, yeah. It's totally like, of their shit And also, so together. like, all totally. these, like, young girls coming in, how dare they think uh, they oh can have God. a band? Well, and we like, were in the terrible. 80s. In the 80s. Oh, we were so bad. Time. We didn't know what we were doing. So, And then they put us in, like, the studio closest to, like, where you would come in and, you know, the desk. Mm-hmm. And so then there was one point where we were walking down. It was, like, West 14th Street. And people were like, Studio A! <laughs> like, oh man, we're just trying to start a band. <laughs> Come on. So, when did things change and you were like, oh, actually, we're good? Well, like, I how does it, that happen? And you start like gigging? Like, how, how does a band form? Well, for us, we had so many friends in bands, and that was kind of why we started. Because we were like, it was, you know, that thing of like, oh, if they could do it, we could do it. You know, we like good music. Like, we can figure this out. It was just about confidence. And I think that's like anything you do is kind of like, I can do this, right? right? And it took a while before I think we felt like we were good. You know, it's it took a long while, I think, till we honed our sound and felt like, oh, we really, we've got this now, you know? But at the in the beginning, and I didn't. It literally didn't hit me till like not even that long ago that we played like three shows and were discovered. You know, right? <laughs> and were then, you still and in high school? We were. I think we played our first show when we were out of high school, 
just right. like the next year. Where and was it? it was at this place that's actually pretty close by to here. It was a like a dance studio right near Canal on Broadway. And it was like underground. Mm-hmm. And we played with, it was our friends, the Freaks and Raging Slab, who you may remember. I do remember. And a bunch <laughs> of other bands. And there were like shit ton of people there. So it was like terrifying. But that was our first show. Then we played, we went and did like a CB's like tryout night and did really well. We invited everybody we knew and everybody showed up. And then I feel like the show where we were quote unquote discovered was at the Limelight in the chapel when they used to have these shows there. And um, at that show, uh, Kim and Thurston came. We didn't even know them or who they were, like nothing. And they showed up. And saw us, and they were, like, hunting, I guess, for a female band to produce. Okay. And they contacted their British label, Blast First. And then, you know, unbeknownst to us, nobody talked to us that night. We just did our show. And then this English guy called up Sid at her parents' house in the middle of the night and started, So it, it was very sort of, like, Instantaneous. It didn't feel that way then, but when I think about it, I'm like, well, that was fast. So, do you think yeah. you're? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild. It doesn't happen that way. No. <laughs> but did you say to yourself, like, I want to be in an all-female band no. because it's an important? Nope. It just. It was like never that. like that, and until we had to figure out to get a real drummer because my boyfriend could had to sing in his band. It was like, it was really just because we were friends, you right. know, and we never thought of it that way. We were just like, we're all friends, let's do this because we're friends. Right. And then once we were like, oh, we're all f- girls, I guess we should get a girl drummer, that's pretty cool. We loved the Runaways, you know, there were so many, we loved the Slits, there were so many bands, there were female bands here. There were so many bands? I saw, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I, I mean, <laughs> so many. We saw, Ta- I, like a million all-girl, oh like, hard rock bands. Yeah. No, there yeah, were mass. not. There were, though. I mean, I mean there, there weren't were a million, few. but they there were around. Like, okay, they were around, but there were not. There were not was, tons. There were not tons. But, um, yeah, that's when we were like, oh, yeah, this is, it's powerful if we're all women. You know, but it was definitely an afterthought, which is funny in a way. Um, and that's when you changed the name from Luna People? Like, <laughs> the Luna Dick. The Luna. <laughs> <laughs> Luna folks. <laughs> um, but then you had to, like, figure out very quickly that this was um, sort of a novel idea. Yeah. Even though there were other... Mm-hmm. Women doing it, yeah. it wasn't a common place, no. especially for it to be all female, including yeah. the drummer. Yep. Because yep. a lot of times, a lot of bands are like, well, you know, yeah. we're just joking. We have a guy drummer. <laughs> <laughs> keep him in the back. No, you can't see him. Put <laughs> <laughs> a wig on it. <laughs> Give him a wig. Um, and then from there, you were like up and running record deal tours. What did you think about touring? It was so exciting. I mean, it was our first tour. Well, we booked our own first tour with the help of Jennifer Finch from L7, booked us shows in 
California when we just were like, I was planning to go out there for like my 19th birthday. And then the band was like, oh, we're going to come too and let's play some shows. And I was like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was great. And we went and played shows. And then we recorded with Kim and Thurston. Didn't work out because we were so bad that they thought we were trying to be a noise band. But to us, we were trying to be like a rock band or a Kiss or the, the Stooges. Right. right, and so artistically, it didn't right, work they call out. that scum, scum. Yeah, then it became scum rock a little scum later. Scum rock. There were so <laughs> many labels. It's like any label that came around is like we were, we were this, why, we were that. Why do you think that people have the need to categorize music so freaking specifically, and that um, it can't just be music? It's so. Like, I think it's like that with everything, though, because you think about even with gender. It's like people are so confused if you're like, I'm fluid. Right. You know, oh, is it a guy? Is it a girl? Is it punk? Is it metal? Is it rock? Is it people like to have things in a lane that they can understand and put like a box around or, you know, sort of wrap their head around a category. But with us, it was always so many things and we were funny and we dressed up and, you know, it was like we were taking from every, you know, influence that we had around in front of us, around because us. Because that was sort of 90s, 90s, and you can attest and even to this 80s too, too, right? right? But, like, but sort of the 80s, 90s New York City, um, post-punk, I, it wasn't fucking called grunge because we lived in it. Yeah, and it was we weren't pre-grunge. Called, it was just... Um, it was just new punk rock, and as far as I was concerned, and it seemed like it didn't, it couldn't live because it wasn't, didn't have that perfect label. There. Well, there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't scenes like there was elsewhere, and I think that's why it was tough for. Like I remember somebody telling me, you know, labels don't, the labels never shop in their own backyard. Mm. Right, they want to fly out. They want to go on vacation. They wouldn't sign anybody out of New York in the late 80s and early 90s. And then, um, but also there was no, you know, I mean, there was not really a scene. I mean, it was like, it was kind of like what you're saying, like anything goes. You put together a band and you you pull all your, whereas I feel like in other parts of the country and definitely like, you know, in other genres, like in the hardcore scene, it was very specific, your look, your sound. But there are all these bands like you guys. I mean, even D-Gen, where the fuck did they come from? You know what I mean? Totally. Well, that was like and there was like, you know, there were pockets of different things in the sort of underground, like sub sub scenes to right. the, the big scene. And we played within all of those. Right. Yeah. So it was like we played with D-Gen. We played with this crazy band, The Sheiks. We would play with Raging Slab. We would play, you know, D-Gen came from The Freaks. Howie Pyro is like one of our oldest friends. Um, right. And God, I love that man. And... um. <laughs> So, yeah, there were all these, like, you know, and then you'd end up playing in some weird loft in the middle of, like, Bushwick, you know, with with some band at a house party. You know, there were just, like, weird things that happened that probably happen now out in Bushwick. That, sure. You know, but, um, yeah, I don't, it, it was a, it was an interesting time. It was, I mean, it was definitely <laughs> an advantage for you. To yeah. To be able to plug into all those different scenes, you know. But yeah, labels were terrified of us because they couldn't figure us out. Right. They couldn't put it in, and it was like, "What are you gonna like bring us in and tell us to wear something sexy?" Like we would have laughed in somebody's face. You know <laughs> what I mean? We'd be like, sure. "Are you fucking kidding?" So, um, so it all makes sense in a way, but it also was frustrating because it was like, "Why? 
why are some bands acceptable and they're funny and they do this, that, the other, similar to what we do, yet we're, like, untouchable. And labels be like, oh, we love you guys so much, you know, but, like, right. not with a 10-foot pole, that yeah. kind of thing. Right, right, right. So Put your fucking, no like, Yeah. <laughs> put your fucking, um, like, money where your mouth is. Right. But then we, you know, we found our way on smaller labels and, you know, got our music out there and did our thing, sort of, um relentlessly and in a way. Did you find sort of like the touring lifestyle difficult, fun? Like I went on I went on a two day tour with you, believe it or not, in the nineties with you and the goops. When was that? In a van. We went somewhere to like Pennsylvania and New Jersey and I was like, okay. this fucking sucks. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this sucks. Like well, it does suck if you're not in the band. It always it does Oh, suck. is that what it is? I, don't, I thought I was just like, oh, no reward, like, well, let's like drag all this shit inside yeah. and let's bring this and then I really got to do sound check. Oh, the guy's not here. Let's sit and wait. Yep, yep. Well, maybe we can get something to eat. Oh, let's go to this hotel mm-hmm. and chill out. Oh, we got to go back to the place. The yeah. guy's there. Like, yeah. it just seemed so sort of difficult mm-hmm. and... um laborious you're doing your actual labor yeah um i think i was like you know pretend pretending to wrote roadie for right. you um, <laughs> maybe you were merch- but i was just there for like free food and like fun <laughs> like i was like oh we're gonna go wild out like and i was just like god this fucking sucks yeah it's it's it was all of the above it was fun it was boring it was frustrating it was annoying it was you know depressing it was like the best time of my life it was everything right I mean, honestly and and those you know, when you have to, it's so much hurry up and wait. It's showbiz, you know, it, it is. It's like, get there, load in. And, you know, often we didn't have roadies, so we were just dragging it all in ourselves and out and upstairs and, you know, all that shit. We were used to it. And did you find that people were, like, really into it outside of New York? They were, like, craving. Some, yeah. Yeah. Did you find that people were not into it? I mean, it depends on when and where. Like when right, like in Austin, they love you, but they don't love you in Dallas or something right. like that, right? Like <laughs> some shit like they're that. They're less right? in Dallas. Right, yeah. right, right. Dallas is definitely more sort of, uh, I don't know, uptight. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's oh, whenever I go to Dallas, I'm like, there is fucking nothing going on it's here. Weird like there. what the fuck? Yeah, where's it's like the very, action at? Like you know, it's definitely Dallas. more like <laughs> yeah. it's more red. I don't like that place. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. Sorry, Sorry. we love you, Texas. They have good food. They do have good food. Yeah, Houston is like popping. Austin's popping. Yeah. You know, San Antonio's popping. Mm-hmm. But like Fort Worth, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that'll get Dallas pissed. Ah, <laughs> twin cities, twin cities. Um, Five O, shout out. <laughs> so when you would go on tour mm-hmm. as a group of women, did you guys always like feel like safe? Well, I mean, we had each other. Right. So it was like if someone messed with us, it was like, you know, it was like, it was kind of like being a a gang. Yeah. It was like, you know, attack, full attack. We didn't get messed with a lot. We did at times, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but I never really felt unsafe. No. And maybe that's part of like youth and just being a badass from here. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I, I learned to watch my back at like, you know, 12. From sure. riding the trains and shit. So your family's from Russia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around, Theo. Yeah. Someone's yeah. looking They're at like you. Eyes yeah. in the back of my head, <laughs> totally. and ready to fucking strike. So, 
Um, but yeah, there were times when it was, you know. We, I mean, can you imagine being on tour now with like no cell phone, like oh my in God. a fucking van, like in the middle of nowhere, and the fucking the car breaks down, like oh god, and the, like people actually used to like <laughs> figure it out. We broke down <laughs> once. We broke down like next to. I think we had to change a tire in the pitch black in like the middle of the night next to a cornfield and I literally have never been more afraid. I've been much felt much safer walking in the subway at four right. o'clock in the morning than like I'm like children of the corn we're I gonna know. die <laughs> you know like, yes! totally gonna die <laughs> like a swarm of locusts would like yes! come out and like terrified. eat <laughs> yeah no <laughs> don't bring a city girl to a, to oh a cornfield oh my god that sounds horrible <laughs> <laughs> it really does you're like no don't bring a city girl to a corn. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully. Um, so, after, you know, 15 years together, guys taking the uh, hiatus, why? We took a break um, because... And, and, and at the end, were you, like, touring as, like... We had been touring, like, from, like... I would say, I mean, I feel like we toured hardcore like through the 90s. And then at year 2000, we were like, okay, this is like not going as where exactly we want it. We're all really tired. We want to do some other things. It's not as cute now because we're not, you know, in our teens and early 20s. Like everybody kind of, or maybe not everybody, but a couple of us wanted to do other things. And so we were like, let's just pause it. We don't want to say we quit because we don't want to be like, no, we're having a reunion, even though that's what it would look like anyway. And then we um, all kind of started other things. And then we, pl- we re- you know, played again for a pro-choice rally in D.C. 15 years ago now um, with Joan Jett, and it was amazing. We raised all this money for um, pro-choice America, um, NARAL, and... And then we just, you know, hit pause for some more. But um, we've been working on a book, and there's been um, a documentary's been filming of us for a while. So there's stuff brewing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I also see you have your Instagram up and running. Yeah, and, and, the uh, and up. that's how you find out all about the lunatics. Any shows coming up? Um, not that I can say, oh, but it's like it that. is a possible thing that could happen. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not saying it won't, but I'm not saying it's happening. So after you left the Lunatics, what happened then? And when did Theo and the Skyscrapers? Pretty soon, probably in like 2001, I started writing stuff with Sean, who's now my husband. Who baby I, daddy. Is, baby daddy, who's in the Toilet Boys, and we've been together since like 1998. Time to upgrade, oh, We're about to have our... <laughs> no way. We're about to have our 15-year married anniversary next Aww. week. Um, and so we started writing some stuff together, which was, like, sort of more dreamy, electronic-y, but, like, still heavy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't... And then I had my friends Viva and Jake go dancing with me and did the sort of electronica for a little bit. Annie and the- Viva? Yeah. I love her. I know. They're the two of them. I love them so much. Yeah, Viva's amazing yeah, with her, her um, situation. Her abortion. Yeah. What, what's it called? Abortion is amazing? Or it's like, <laughs> But it is, though. <laughs> Fucking shout out to abortion. <laughs> thank, no, thank seriously. God oh, abortion. thank God for abortion. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Same thing. Thank yes. God for abortion. Abortion is amazing. Yes. We love, we love we you. We love you. abortion yeah. and you, Aviva. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, oh, my God. If Annie, wild, wild, yeah. wild. So, um, and then after a little while, I was like, okay, I'm ready to like, because I, I felt very, it, it was like I wasn't ready to have a band again because it just felt, I felt very like, it felt very precious and it felt very scary to like bring people in in that way. And then um, the Toilet in Boys. In what way? In what way? I don't know. It's like felt, too like promissory. Well, she had this band since you were a kid. Yeah, exactly. I, know, I, mean, I you know. don't have any confidence that, you know, I think the great, the most, you know, the biggest stars in the world are not, are convinced that they're, they're faking it. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody's like, they're going to figure me out. They're going to realize that I'm totally full of shit. And mm-hmm. when you have a band, you can get away from that. You, you're like, together, we right, are right. great. You can, like, lean on someone, yeah. I guess. It, right. I mean, it's not okay. – like, that's a really common – yeah, especially if you're playing since you were kids. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. You don't have any other reference. Yeah, exactly. So you're like one organism together, right? Like, yeah. You're like, form Voltron. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, 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 and <laughs> Totally. <laughs> and it, well, yeah, Totally. So after a little while, um, the Toilet Boys, I think, stopped. And then I was sort of ready to do something with humans. And Sean was into it. So then we started the skyscrapers, the skyscrapers. And the sort of shtick was that everyone had to be like Sean's height or taller. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked really cool. Yeah, you know? <clears throat> But it was interesting being in a, in a band with guys. Oh, Yeah. And also your love. <coughs> and my love, yeah. So were you going on tour? Mm-hmm. And so was that a completely different experience? Oh, my God, yeah. Totally different. So right, different. You're like, I'm not carrying shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I did carry like, go stuff. get it, honey. Go get but it, But I would, like, carry in our merch, you know, right. and then people would be like, oh, you're the girlfriend? It was, like, oh. the same shit. I was like, uh, you fucking kidding me? This is still going on? merch girl. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like, are you the girlfriend? Are you the, you know, always, always. Oh, my God. It's if so I had insane. a band, I would have, like, the merch table, like, on on the stage, and I'd just be, like, selling t-shirts <laughs> the entire time. I'd be like, are you going to do a solo? Like, yeah. Do a solo. Shirts? Like, two? <laughs> two? Three? Okay, there's no Going lyrics. Fast. There's no lyrics in any bridge because that's what I'm. That's what I'm selling. <laughs> selling, selling. It's just ambient, ambient. Two for twenty. <laughs> two for twenty. <laughs> um. So you're on tour with your boyfriend, fiance, husband, mm-hmm, baby daddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very tall. Right. He's very tall. Very tall. And. When did you guys decide, like, hey, maybe we should get married and have a kid and, like, stay home? Because that's <laughs> what happened. Like, sort of not in that order, yeah. right? Yeah. Because was it, like, a conscious decision, like, let's have a family? Or was it just like, oh, fuck, I'm pregnant? It was, well, at the, when we when the skyscrapers stopped, we, it's so funny. It's like there were so many bands that like would open for Lunatics and then be super famous, like The Offspring. <laughs> we did a tour with them opening and then they like blew up and they were amazing because they then took us out on a few tours. Well, I mean, it happened to you too, right? You know, guys are fucking. Not as much. Set it off, set it off, people. We were opening for everybody. Oh, you were opening yeah, for everybody, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you open for? Well, they, they, we hooked up with those guys right after. Ah. Because we were with Stormy as well. Oh, right. So 
Yeah. My memory is no, no, it's very okay. selective. Trust me. <laughs> you don't even there's no reason you would even like remember me. But um He yeah, was such a fucking great guitar player. Yeah, I remember he was in the goops, yeah. Yeah. And but, he had great he had good outfits. He had like goat pants. <laughs> like furry purple goat pants. You know who made like those? Who? For real? Agatha. Of course, the best. We made it all. The we best. Made it all. We, I, we would bring her like crazy projects, and she would just do it for free. Because oh my god, freaky! So yeah. talented. She's like in the desert now. Yeah, wow. is she? Is she still like leather tooling and she's doing still her doing thing? stuff. Blessings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, New York custom leather. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I forgot what we were saying. We were talking about oh, you yeah. being in the goops yeah, and how you and, uh, how awesome. Get you, you and Jimmy Gestapo in here to talk about all the bands that opened for you. That oh yeah, that's one of his pet peeves. I mean, Jesus. You know those guys. Well, the last uh, the <laughs> well, they last opened thing. up for Madonna. They opened up for like the Beastie Boys that opened up for like Madonna. Right. They're like this fucking bitch is blowing up, and I'm fucking Jimmy Gestapo. Like what the fuck? <laughs> well, like the last the last skyscrapers tour was like. Ill-fated. It was like we were out there for like half a day, and I remember me and Sean looking at each other and being like, "Should we just go home?" It just felt wrong, and like every bad thing happened. It was like we hit a deer. I cried for like three Aww. days. It's right now. It's deer season. Too. Oh my god! It was like in the night in Texas. People. We were leaving Austin. Oh, it was pitch hard. black. Oh, shit. So you're probably going fast. Oh yeah. Know it was, like, that on these the deer go into like this like mating frenzy, and oh. they are just like, I am getting fucked. And, I like, bet. And, like this car is not stopping me. Like I'm just oh, gonna like. All, I mean, yeah. I've is been, that what it is? Yeah, they're like in uh, like a mating frenzy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I've been vegetarian, and you know, uh, since I was like 15. And so I was like a mess for days. Then our van broke down. Then the Minneapolis St. Paul Bridge collapsed. We were supposed to oh, go there, shit. but oh, our van. God. And then a promoter got like brain cancer. I mean, it was like everything that you know you fear in a. a I mean, it could have been worse. We didn't right. break our legs. But it's like so somebody was trying to tell you like <laughs> it was like stop this tour. <laughs> it was time. time. And then at the last show we played in New York, guess who opened for us? Lady Gaga. <laughs> it's definitely time. I'm sick of, and sick of making these people famous. Isn't it weird that Lady Gaga took New York subversive night culture and just like shone a light on it to like the rest of the world? But we're like, oh, that's nothing. That's fucking nothing. Like, she's not so crazy. She's just stealing it from like the pyramid. Like, I mean, I like that she went and ran with it, and mm-hmm. and and I like that like kids were helped all over the world, sure, feeling less sure. freaky, and you know all that. It's beautiful, but yeah, I mean, uh, she used to come to my when I was um, a party promoter and DJ to rated X the panty party. Apparently, she was there all the time, um, and so yeah, so that was sort of the last show. And then there might have been a show after that. I'm not. My brain sort of moves things around now, but um, I just remember walking to load in. To the last show and being like, I can't take the smell of this fucking disgusting floor full of beer. Everything smells. I'm tired. This is going. It was not- here in New York. Yeah, what, and I was. Venue? I feel like it was like Europa. Okay. That that show was at the Knitting Factory with Gaga, but I feel like there was this other one, and maybe it was before or after that that I was. I just like the you know I had reached my limit, and I had also started my. Um, 
lip gloss line at that point. So I Love was sort that of lip like gloss. in that. It tasted so good <laughs> and smelled so good. It was so cute. So I was sort of had like a like, okay, I'm going to move this way. And I was still doing my party also. But you were still receiving like tons of attention. You um, were getting these like modeling gigs. Yeah, and I'm, like people had never seen like a super hot blonde bombshell with like an armful of like <laughs> tattoos. No, but... When people got tattoos back then, you had to be like a badass. Now everyone has them, and yeah. it's just so it's like so normalized. Not, yeah. But it was, it, you know, very like shocking. And I remember when you got some of these big campaigns, I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" <laughs> I just felt like you know they see us, they know, you know what I mean. Yeah. And and I think for so many women and young girls, like they pin so much on you as the representative. For all of us. Oh, that's so nice. It's true, that's though. Sweet. That's really sweet. Um, So you started, like, modeling and sort of, like, you were, you know, a, a, a real New York City celebrity. When did you sort of start to transition into makeup, makeup artistry, having your own product line? Because that's very different. Yeah. Well, that was like within I was still doing all the other stuff. And then I started that um, in around I mean, the the fruition was like 2006 and then launched officially by myself in 2009. And around that time or maybe like end of 2008, I was like, oh, I should probably do makeup if I have a makeup line. I I often do things backwards or my own way. So you were like, I love makeup and I want to have makeup. Yeah. So what went through your head? Like you were like, I'm going to make lip gloss? Like that just... Well, I started it with somebody in California and she already had a business and we were chatting and I was like, I want to start a lip gloss line. I've always wanted to have some kind of product or fashion or something and I just it was one of those and maybe not well thought out things because I knew nothing about the business at all I was just like I want to do this so I called her up and said do you want to start a lip gloss line with me and she said yes also not thinking very long and then we did it and there were many pitfalls and I learned so much you know um and the, the, it was crazy. I feel like everyone crazy. copied your packaging. Kinda. Oh my god! Kinda, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yes. Right. That like black top and the little square. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it was very. It seems so normal now because all makeup looks like that. Yeah. But it was it it was super unique and. Um, it was called Armor Beauty for those of you who right, don't for, know. Put it on your armor before you leave the house. Uh, yeah, which is all about like beauty is your armor, and makeup is your armor. You know, being sort of like a child of drag, like it was always you know a big face put on your face for sure, <laughs> for sure. And um, and yeah, and it had all these natural ingredients in it, which was also like armor against the climate and the sun and all these you know. Um, and it was at the very forefront of the natural beauty boom. For sure. So um, it was fun. And I learned a ton. And then it was time to wrap it up. And I wrapped it up in 2017. But you kept on. But I started doing makeup during that time. And I kept doing that. And now I have an agent. And I've been working a lot. So. And you love it, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, as a visual artist from the start, it sort of it all makes sense when For and, sure. and as just a you know an artist, which I know you can understand, it's like your art moves in all these different ways, and I feel like that's 
you know, it's been that way. Right. You have like a creative flow. Yeah. And, done, and you can apply it in mm-hmm. many different exactly. in many different ways. That's like Brad. Brad. Yeah, what are you also, doing? no, but seriously, Brad is like an incredible yeah. like graphic designer. Here I am doing a podcast he is. He does Paul. like and, and he, <laughs> I know, I know. Kudos to you. Best career <laughs> move of your life. I know. Really. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. I couldn't just drop uh, the the paint can and be like, oh, I want to play guitar in a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that fluidity to me and my creative process. But um, I can fucking write a goddamn proposal like a motherfucker. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, that's a, I, can, I can bridge out of the um, – you know the visual mm-hmm, into, uh, mm-hmm. into the written word sometimes, sometimes into administration. <laughs> into, yeah. yeah, into um, yes. Data well, you've entry. had so <laughs> much too. I mean, geez, Ugh, we're not here to talk about. Me. Well, all right, but I think you're awesome. <laughs> oh, so now you're doing makeup, and do you feel that you know, sort of now, the avant garde is the normal and. You and the movement, all of us like in this room, sort of push that into silently kind of into the mainstream. I never thought of it that way. But, yeah, there are times when I look at things, you know, even just like Instagram makeup artists. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so lunatics. And it's just because I mean, it's probably more because of RuPaul's Drag Race at this point. And, you know, my influences were you know, Miss Guy and Lady Bunny and sure. all the, you know, Sherry Vine and Formica, all the drag queens of New Head York. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 um, she's my favorite. <laughs> she's got the best name. Yeah, it's yeah. such a good name. Um, so I feel like it's like it's all of that. But, yeah, I mean, I it's hard to see yourself that way, you know. Right. I certainly know I was like the first fully sleeved you know, model in big campaigns as far as I know. Yeah, Maybe I'm are. wrong, but... Um, Maybe like but, Jenny Schmuse. She, Jenny Schmuse. I love her. I'm yeah, she's with her. amazing. Yeah, yeah. She, You and her. Okay. We're like the only like tattooed yeah, like, like tough very. chicks. Right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now that you're a parent, and counterculture is like mainstream, yeah, right? It's so weird. And do you find yourself sort of going back to like the old school Russian stick? <laughs> you will practice your violin no. now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how old is your kid? Um, she just turned nine. You don't have one? Only one. And a daughter. You're so lucky. One and done. <laughs> Squid. So one and Squid's done. got a kid or two, right? She's got two. Because I saw her like two years ago at a birthday party. And, like, How old do you have kids? Yeah, I got an eight and 11. Oh, wow. And I think she had, does she have an eight year old? She has a now 11 and a 12. Oh, okay. Yeah, who's going on 13 and who's in yeah, full. Yeah, that was so random. And it was upstate wow. too. So it was like, Whoa. Yeah. 
So I know Squid because she barbacked at Babyland yeah. for like one uh, minute. And that, and I was like, oh, this chick's in the lunatics. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, everyone's a mom and a dad. <laughs> yeah. mom and Not dad's everyone, now. but yeah. Well, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think we have a healthy um, way of having our kid. Her name is Lucy, named after Lucille Ball, which mm-hmm. when I went into labor, there was like oddly like a, a Lucille Ball marathon on TV. I You're don't like, know perfect, why. Perfect. And I was like, that was our name. This has got to be a girl because I didn't find out what we were having. You're crazy. It was so fun. Really? Yeah. I was like, I have I'm to like, know. Enough, yeah, yeah. I have to be able there's to like bond surprises. with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. I have to know. Like, I, I, I know. To. Most people. And then I was like, oh, I have a penis inside of my <laughs> like for nine months. <laughs> well i didn't want like i was afraid of of uh, people getting me all pink or all blue shit and so that was part of it and then i was like what you know what more of a surprise could you ask for in life than for sure and then i at around six months i had a dream that there was this little girl baby in me wearing like this little pinafore dress and i was like i'm having a girl but everybody's like, you're carrying like this. You're having a boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't tell from behind. You're having a boy. Oh, you're all swollen at the ankles. You're having a boy. Everybody had like <laughs> fucking opinion about it. Did you do it. the hair in the ring what? thing? Oh, my God. All my girls would be like, take off your ring and pull out a hair. Oh, for God's sake. And then sake. like if it goes, I can't remember. If it goes oh, in this, a circle, oh, it's a boy. Shit. That is yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 stupid. Yeah. Oh, my and, God. And um, everybody kept telling me I was having a boy. And I was like, I'm totally, it's not even possible that I could have a boy. I have to be having a girl. And my husband, who wanted a boy, woke up one day and was like, I had a dream. It's a girl. I know it's a girl. It's a girl. I was like, it's definitely a girl. (laughs) And then they were like, do you want to know? And I was like, I already know. It's a girl. Go ahead and tell me. And they were like, well, do you want to know? And I was like, really? Like, yeah. I was like, what are you trying to say? And they were like, it's a boy. And I was I was in shock for like a week, I think. I would just couldn't believe that I would possibly have a son. Yeah. Do you have one or two? I have one. One and done. Yeah. <laughs> so is Lucy on the list? Of, did you have a list of names if you didn't know? We had like, two names. We had Lucy and we had Max. So you had Lucy. That was you, know that you didn't have any other. No went, doubt. No doubt. But, but before then, you saw all these reruns of Lucy. Lucy? No, that was the name already. The name was already there. And then when that was so on, that, that sort of was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then once I saw her, I was like, maybe she's not a Lucy. Maybe she's a Max. And then I was like, is she going to be Maxine? I don't know. And then we went for a few days and decided on Lucy. So The baby had no name for it's two so days. It's so weird. It's so weird to name a human, isn't it? It's Dude, like both weird. Kids, we, so that if you leave the hospital without... Without the name, right. it's like this it's re- huge. It's a huge thing. Deal. It's Very a huge thing. And honestly, we like both my kids. We had like the nurse at the door, like tapping her foot, like okay, all right, it's time what to go, guys. It? And we're like, okay, <laughs> 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 all right, it's Oscar. So what? Okay. So what names did you have for your girl? I wanted to call both kids Strummer, girl, boy, whatever. That's okay. awesome. <laughs> That's cute. So what are their names? Strummer Barrett and Oscar. And Oscar. Mm. So we didn't. You didn't get it. Kath didn't go for Strummer. You didn't get it. It's okay. Are they both boys or is Barrett a girl? Girl or boy. Barrett's a girl. Oh, that's awesome. See, I weirdly knew I had to name um, my kid after my grandfather because of, like, the Jewish family tradition. So 
everyone called, we all called him Poppy, and I, I thought if it was a girl, I was going to name her Poppy. <gasps> That's so cute. And wouldn't that be so yes. cute? Yeah. And, um... And then when it was a boy, I was like, okay, Charles. <laughs> Imagine his name is Poppy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Well, what up, Poppy? My sister took my grandpa's name and also my great aunt Goldie. She named her um, her daughter's middle name. She did. I love Goldie. Uh, Goldie's the best, this woman. I could just like, talk about her all day. She's incredible. My grandmother had but, a best friend named Goldie. Good. She yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah, yeah, it was such a name yeah. of that time. Yeah. Um, and then we named her my grandma Rose. We combined Rose and my husband's grandma Marie, so she's Rosemary. So cute, Lucy Rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> um, is she musical? She is musical. She does roller derby. She's wow. a little badass. She's loud as shit. Her voice is so loud that sometimes in the morning I'm like, can you just? It's just children's it's like, enthusiastic mm. nature, yeah. Yeah, but she, we just put her in um, that's like right in the neighborhood um, where we live, a uh, Broadway sing and dance class. Cute. So I feel, you know, she's she's destined for the stage in some way, if she wants. Right. You know? <laughs> well, isn't it kind of a shame? I mean, not with you guys, but a lot of emphasis is put on this it, for young people performing arts and stuff like that and then they kind of don't really do anything with it yeah yeah well but it's like an important transition but confidence builder i guess yeah yeah yeah. no i think like the one thing that's always irritated me and i feel like it's very american is this idea that music you don't do music and art unless you're you know you're going to go on and become a famous you know what i mean like people stop like i remember running into this guy when i was kid and he's like you know he'd probably just graduated he's like yeah i don't play guitar anymore and i was in a band didn't go anywhere Mm. this guy was like 21 and i was like that's not right you know Mm -hmm. like you should play music your whole life you should do art your whole life and it should be a major part of your education because it actually helps the other parts like sync together so it's not just like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you should have it in school, but you should also be encouraged to keep doing it. So I agree. Are, do you find yourself you know I mean? still playing music? Not you, enough. Not enough. But Definitely you, but, not enough. But you're like, come on, kids, gather around the campfire. I'm playing. I'm <laughs> play some duties for. No, like we're out of here. <laughs> we're like, oh, dad, why? <laughs> My child is musical. And I'm not. I I mean, I did violin, piano lessons. I tried mm-hmm. to do singing. Like, I just, it's not, wasn't my, my strength. Come on, <laughs> you could pick up that violin. <laughs> I play the world's smallest violin still. Aww. <laughs> Ask my husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, like, has a natural propensity for sort of like rhythm instruments, he when one time he sat down at a, a drum kit and just went like crazy, but it was good. Maybe it was just my kid. And if I, was I like, may say so myself, but yeah. I was like, damn, like he's got something. And then also when he like just beats the piano, then he stops and then he gets all like into this thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he's got something with like the rhythm. Yeah, and it's the first part. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Okay, yeah. so what are your, your you two professional musicians' opinion on like what instrument I should start him out on? Whatever piano. he wants. Whatever he's he not wants. Gonna stick yeah. with it. He's yeah. not, not going to switch. So let's do piano. And he definitely won't stick with it if he doesn't like it. 
Because he says he wants a guitar, but I feel like it's too hard. Why not think. drums? I because it's so um, you, you live know, out in the house. country, <laughs> do you? Where do you live? No, no, I live. I live all the way uptown. It seems oh. like the country, but it's yeah, New York yeah, City. Yeah. It's it's you know. It's I mean, drums sticks. is a big commitment because of all the stuff. And it's a lot, pads, right? But it's, it's a still lot, big, right? It's a lot. It's loud and annoying. Did you see my? I have a drum kit in that living room. I think I gotta do drums. I think drums. I I really. I think drum. Yeah, I think he's like a drummer. Me and Sean will go in and play uh, together, and I play drums. We have like a side project that happens every so often, and a lot of you singers love love to be drummers, drummers, right? Singers, singers love to be drummers, and drummers love so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's you're driving the bus either way, kind of. But there's something. (laughs) But but all drummers are crazy, right? Am I wrong? And all lead singers are crazy. Yeah. Not are all lead singers crazy? I didn't know that. I just knew drummers are crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I can't dating, talk I'm that way about a drummer myself. that band. You're like, he is not. I'm both, so I guess I'm extra crazy. <laughs> no, they nullify each other. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. right, right. It's like perfect. Nice, nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like Phil Collins, dude. Like, <laughs> First of all, I saw a picture of Phil Collins recently with like no shirt and like a tambourine down his pants, and he was like young and he, he yeah he was kind of bald, but he was kind of hot. I was oh, like, wow. oh shit! Well, his daughter's really pretty. Is she? Yeah, Lily Collins, real pretty. I don't know. I don't know about her. You I do know her makeup. You do her makeup. No, my friend, <laughs> uh, makeup artist, does her makeup, and so I see pictures of her on Instagram, and I'm like, she's real pretty. And then it didn't. I was like Collins, Collins, and then I had to look her up, and I was like. Oh. Oh, Bill Collins. She's got good brows. She's got like good bushy brows. Oh, cute. My brows are destroyed from the 90s, so. (laughs) Yeah, remember the (laughs) nineties. No, but the 90s were punishing on brows. Oh, God. It was all about like Marlena Daytrick. It was all about having skinny eyebrows and and, like. Yeah, I was yeah. down to like one row of hair. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> like and, and, but, uh, and, but then it would grow back like the next day on me. And oh, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, look, my eyebrows are so thin. And then, then uh, two days later, you'd be like, phew. <laughs> hey, Brooke Shields. <laughs> my daughter has really good brows because Sean has really good brows. And so I'm like, I, I would, I'm going to be like really strict about don't fuck with them. I mean, I brows like. now are like, uh, it's just it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Brows are back. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. brows are back. They'll yeah. go away again, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to watch her. <laughs> yeah. Like, slow down, slow down. She'll come home one day plucked. Oh, my God, right. I, I <laughs> remember happen. from my bat mitzvah, I decided to pluck my eyebrows the first time ever. Of course. And I plucked like a three inch space between. No, 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 Half an eyebrow at the end or something, and my mother tried to like draw them on because oh. I was like going up to sing my half Torah and like, ooh, the those pictures are scary. Oh, <laughs> I also had a brown lipstick on, nice <laughs> with a periwinkle dress. It wasn't good. Oh it wasn't. Good. <laughs> You're, like, see that You're like poor baby. Like poor baby. It was a Peter Pan collar. It was very modest. Oh. Um, <laughs> That was around that age. I was not bat mitzvahed. My, you know, as I said, not, that's right. Jewish, you, they were like, get Jewish. it, get out. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like I walk into it's like. <laughs> um, but I did cut my bangs before picture day, way too short and way crooked for like the sixth grade pictures. So, oh, I bet that was cute. Though. Yeah, that they're was cute good. in retrospect. Yeah. You know? 
So who would you say is sort of your um they don't it doesn't have to be like a mentor, you're sort of like your idol. Like someone you grew up uh thinking about wanting to be like uh, is there someone I that- mean there are many but I mean I immediately think of Debbie Harry I just you know she's so New York and she you know I discovered her at like in like fourth grade or fifth grade right and, and what you know I spent so many hours staring at those album covers and she was the most gorgeous oh yeah she looked like a fucking cat like, oh my god she's like it's like in, it's, well she was just so fucking cool and she was so, so cool. fucking cool <laughs> and, and so and still and so talented cool. and yeah. like yeah so she's definitely like always sort of been there as a you know whether I've thought about it directly or not she's always been there um, and then there's like. I mean, I had this, like, life-changing moment seeing Frightwig, which is a band in the 80s of all women, three women, Mm -hmm. from California. And I saw them when I was probably, like, 15 and was, like, dumbstruck. And and it was, like, two of them were wearing these, like, and, and this is what I remember. Who knows if it's true? It felt like they were wearing, like, these, like witch costumes with like veils over their heads like it was like an Edward Gorey drawing like an umbrella with a veil you know one of them was pregnant then there was this like giant Amazon one on drums who looked like a big Barbie doll in like jeans and t-shirt and then like came out and then they would switch instruments shut up and I was just like (laughs) what is happening you know that was sort of one of the the like life-changing like I think about like do you remember in Taxi when there's an episode where Jim takes his first, like, pot brownie bite and then, like, gets the face. That's what that was like for me. That was like, I have to do this, you know? And I didn't know when or how or what, but it was like, it was, I was blown away. And and I had their album. But, like, they were, you know, fairly, no, not that many people know about Frightwig. No, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I got to look that up. No, I don't know. And we, Pete and I wrote a song called Frightwig years ago. Like a goofy song. Yeah, you got to check them out. There's a song about a bad date that I was, like, obsessed with. It sounds like this guy was, like, trying to get her drunk, and then she was like, fuck you, you know? And I was like, wow. So, um, yeah, I don't even remember your question, but, yeah. It was de- we idols. were talking about Frightwig. your idols. Your Frightwig idols. were definitely, right, right. like, so a Frightwig and Debbie Harry, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good no, enough. But <laughs> enough, right? And John Waters, like, every character in those movies, you know, like— that was a huge influence, I think, on the whole band and me, for sure. Huh. Knowing, like, and finding the subcultures and knowing, like, you can live outside of what is the quote-unquote norm and that there's this world that is open and free and crazy and Except- funny and, and accepting. And right. that's, like, when Squeezebox, the party, happened in the 94, we figured out, I think. Yeah. Um, that was you like, were there. You were there every second. We were second. one of the first bands to play. That's right. We and were the very there. first. You were. Yes, we played opening night, and it was like that place was, it was like at Don the Hills, haven. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. At Hills. yeah. I remember that party. And that was that was like that, that was, was the best party. That was it. it. Really was. I, I was literally there every Friday that yeah. I wasn't on the road. Yep. I worked there. I sang there. I go go danced. I whatever I could do, I was doing whenever I was home. Right. You it was know. So it was I mean, wild. It was, positive, it was wild. It was a party, but it was like and it was gay and it was come. straight and it was rock and roll and it was drag. It was like everybody was welcome. It was a safe space for whatever you gender well, you decided you were that day. It's interesting because a lot of the gay parties 
were not very welcoming to women. Yeah. Or I remember, roll. right. No, you're right. And um, squeeze box and then later like green door and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was just like you're everybody's welcome. Yep. Misfits, you know, yeah, it was like on fire, come on in, like every everybody's down, you know yep. what I mean? If you're cool, like if you're like a dweeb, you're not getting in. <laughs> Basically, you have to be cool, but you can be of any gender and any sexual preference. Yeah. Like, and, and so many like, you know, like people in fashion came, there was like, you could turn around, Mark Jacobs was there, or Anna Sui, or like Pete Burns would come and Boy George, and you know, it was just like uh, Drew Barrymore. Courtney, you know, all mm-hmm. these people would just show up. You turn around at any night and be like, "Oh, there's, you know, yeah, whoever." The VIP list was- yeah, crazy. Well, don't you find also like Courtney and Kim Gordon? They like stole all of our swag <laughs> from. I, I mean, they did. They stole like Kim- the New York. Badass girls. F- I mean, yeah. she's OG, and I give her props, but she definitely like came into No Tell Motel and was like, oh, this is how you're dressing. Like, and yeah. like swagger jacked the whole... I think that happens all hunt. the time with music and with the, the you know, the, um, the designers that came in during that time too. You'd be wearing something and then you'd see it on the runway. For sure. Like <laughs> next week. Right. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And how does one who is a unique creative force kind of keep their fucking swag, their look, their um, aura about them without – and I mean fashion is the fucking worst. They are a bunch of vultures. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They don't give a shit. It's all about copying and especially now mm-hmm. with fast fashion, right? Like it's just, oh, that's hot. Like let's make it times a million. Like um, how does one keep their flavor? When everybody else is wearing it? When everybody else is trying to take a lick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? For real though. Well, what I think, um, you keep moving forward and doing other things, and then you hold on to the stuff that you're like, that's going to be over in a minute, but then in two years, I'm going to have it again. Right, and this is my shit. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. But there were were things that that it was tough to be like, I just fucking wore that, and now it's on so-and-so, you know, whether it was another singer. I mean, Anna Sweet was the worst. She was the worst. The worst. Who? Anna Sweet. Oh, right. Oh, she would just like... She's like, I, where did you get that? Can I buy that from you? Like, and I, no. She's hard for her. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, they got to get it from somewhere. I mean, yeah, she I mean, like you know, ripped, talk about a gotha, true. ripping off a gotha. I mean, just. I'm sure a gotha was ripped off like 9,000 times for by sure. so many people. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, um, but that's a good example of like, you know, she's a craftsman, so you can't. Right, you can't mass produce. Them. Yeah, you can't. Right. You gotta like sit that, there and fucking like. like whip she's stitch. safe. She's definitely safe. And you can tell when something's authentic and when it's not. When it's forced, you know. When like you, it's so weird. Like I don't know who's selling all the metal shirts, but like I see chicks on it's the train. It's Forever Twenty One. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 I'm like, so it's like, a Megadeth shirt. Like you don't know who that is. So <laughs> you what know? happens? Like, is and Uniqlo does too, right? Right. Right. So oh, these big okay. record companies. Who have License all the li- right? So like Universal mu- Music yeah. Group, they'll be like, okay, you want like Megadeth and yeah. Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. you got it. 
And then these retailers go ham and the kids, you know, like it. They've seen it. They're sort of like something about it and they wear it and they know nothing about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sweet, sweet fashion. <laughs> um, so now you have um, a tween. Mm-hmm. Is that what she is now? She oh says, right, she's a tween, and she'll and she'll be a teenager soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing makeup, and you're sort of at home more. Would you like to go back on tour? Like, is that a possibility or is that something like you're not interested in? I'm interested in playing music. I'm not really interested in going on tour, but I could eat those words. So I don't know. Right, because how can you re- – like, it's still – I mean, we know that with the internet now that you can be viewed by millions yeah. and millions of people where you couldn't before. You had to go on tour right. to get your name out yeah. there. And people are sitting and waiting for somebody to come to their damn town mm-hmm. and sing. I know. Isn't it crazy how we used to like, you know, the village voice and like zines and all the ways that we would find out. But we found out. Yeah. Record stores. I mean, and now that we have all these resources, I can't figure out. I know. Right. I'm, like, like, where where you I'm like, what? You guys played last night? Yeah. <laughs> 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 true. It's too much. Yeah, but um, but maybe your uh, your white stripes duo is that just for fun? Oh yeah, we, we're called Arnold with like three A's. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that is, that's cute. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, I I want to be around to see Lucy in her world and growing and, up and help and guide. Her. Yeah, I do, and that's like I mean, even with doing makeup, like I don't. At this point in time, I don't want to do like films because I don't want to be away like, for three months and that right, kind of right, thing. Right. So. I want to be around. I'm interested in in performing. You know, that's coming back. But going on, like, you know, some hardcore van tour, no, absolutely not interested. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> Me too. I'm not going I on love that. my You're band. Not I'm not coming with my, you. I'm not, no. I'm not doing your backdrop. Come on, Clay. Mike, get some fashion tips. <laughs> I, can <laughs> barely, <laughs> like, I can literally, I can barely, like, stand through a whole band now, yeah. let alone, like, an opening band. It's like, if I show up to a show and I'm, like, the opening band still on, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Like, God, why didn't I get her 10 minutes later, you know? I have been going on tour since 1987. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry the fuck up. Plus, I like, you know, it's, you know, getting up in the morning. Like, that was never a thing until you being a, child, a parent. Right, yeah, right, it's right. like, and, and, you know, now I wake up early with her every day. It's normal. Then it was the op- it was like opposite time. I was, you know? Who was I talking to, like Raza or somebody? And I was like, you know, Kath and I used to, we used to have dinner to the Daily Show. Yes. And I'm like, now I can't see it. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> too late. Yes. Yes. I know. We would have dinner at the Daily Show and then go out. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Yeah. You and now look. I can't even see the fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I, like, in demand it. Yeah. But Thank isn't you. it the worst, though, like, on Sunday morning when you're, like, uh, you wake up at 630 and you can't go back to yeah. sleep. Yeah. And you're, yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? I uh, Dude, I just fake it. I lay there. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I can't sleep. And, and then like bed. tears running down your <laughs> eyes. And you're like, just let me sleep. Just, just for bed. like, just another hour. That's all, that's all I want. 730. Not 630. Uh, I'm going to pretend I'm terribly hungover. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Parenthood. It's crazy. It is crazy. And just imagine like possibly it could be a miracle in 10 years they could leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're like 
but have fun at college. I love oh you. Oh my god, so weird. I know it's weird. Um, so where do we find out up to the minute? Internet, World Wide Web access <laughs> to Theo Kogan and all of your projects. Um, well, I also have this other project that's coming up, which is called Persisticon. And this was started by um, a group of us in Park Slope, mostly women, who once 45 was in office, were like, what the fuck are we going to do? We can't just sit here and watch this happen. So we started this night of comedy and music and fun at the Bell House. That sounds that we've fun. done. This is now the fourth one coming up, November third, and um, it's we've the three we've done so far. All proceeds have gone to Emily's List, which uh, okay. helps to get women in office. You know, progressive Democratic women. Um, and this one we're we're splitting between She the People and the Supermajority, which is um, a group of Cecil Richards from Planned Parenthood and um, this a chunk of other women, including um, Black Lives Matters and Let's all this stuff. Let's give you a hand so, right now. Thank you, thank you. You know, um, and so we're putting that together. I think tickets are about to go on sale, but it's going to be great. Tell me more about <laughs> of, about this and how did this happen? Um, so I had like wanted, you know, wanted to sort of make a party that's early (laughs) 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 that was maybe going to be a dance party you know and then make it as some sort of a benefit and then I was talking to my friend Diana who has the store Diana Kane which is around the corner from my house basically in Park Slope she started making the feminist gold shirts that are you know written in gold Uh and they made their way to Samantha Bee and all these celebrities have worn them and it's like a thing and and so we were talking, and then she was like, oh, you have to meet my friend Lynn. And Lynn Harris start, has this thing called um, Comedy Gold or Gold Comedy. I'll have to look that up. And she uh, teaches young people comedy and knows all these comedians and, you know, did comedy herself. And then I was like, you have to meet my friend Leslie. And Leslie knows all these comedians and actors and is this amazing activist, um, particularly on Black Lives Matter and um, – she has worked with uh, the Trayvon Martin Foundation a lot, and she's done, like, marathons for them, and she's amazing. And so that's – it sort of started to grow. It was very, like, and you tell two friends, and you tell two friends, right. you know. And then suddenly it was this group of us, like, we want to raise money for the greater good of women getting in office because we feel that that's a very important, especially right now. So that's sort of, you know um, – and women who don't you find though that there is it's so difficult to be a woman in politics mm-hmm. it's so dangerous the hate and just just for being a woman with like a voice um i mean that's in general in i mean anybody yet, any woman who's going to sure. talk out loud uh, you know for sure is going to get Tons of shit, especially right now. And how can we get women to support women? That's the real question. Well, it's starting to happen finally. I feel it's like, happening. You know, like it's so slow. It's, it's so it's slow. Infuriating that this country it's is so, so fucking sexist. slow. <laughs> it's crazy, and 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 that sexism is being waged against women by women. Like it's yeah, in, yeah, literally insane. That's like the worst part. you know, um, I feel like. 
you know, being in a in a boys club, sometimes you get more props than, you know, being like being that woman in with all right. these other than when you're with a group of women because for, you're threatening. Yeah. But I, maybe I, it, societally we're raised to sort of be in competition with other women and it's just got to stop. Yeah, yeah, well, that's like, I mean, more women ran this last election, you know, than Correct. almost ever. And and I think the more that we can sort of get out there doing good, the better. And um, so that's sort of the goal of it is to, you know, vote feminist. So you know? do you feel like we're going to we're getting close to getting a, a woman president? I have no idea. I would hope so, but I I don't I don't know. Things are so fucked right now. It's like I can I can't How look at that. Elizabeth thing. Warren say she was fucking Native American. Like, why would she fuck herself up like that? And just like she was looking so good, and then they just she just shit on herself. I miss that. I totally miss that. It's, when did that happen? It's just made her like completely like untrustworthy. You know, I totally. I there's a lot that I try not. If I start, I was I like, oh really yeah, Elizabeth Warren. Like she's like, she's, when did she say? When did it, that happen? So long ago, and it was so minor. Oh, well, oh it was, was it so like long a, ago? Oh, I thought it was fairly recently. And she's like, I being a Native American it was woman. not during anything to do with a campaign. Okay, I mean that's the thing. It's like you can't, say, you literally can't say anything without being completely scrutinized. Even if it's if you're, well, dem- if right. you're a Democrat, if you're a Democrat, let's get that fucking straight. Thank you. Right. <laughs> that's no, good. It's, true. it's the the Unless culture you're on the other side is so horrible that people are just waiting in the bushes, ready to like attack you. Yeah, and I don't get it. Um. The internet has given a voice to all of these uh, people, and then the media actually picks it up like it's noteworthy or something um, that needs to be viewed by the public. It's just crazy. Well, that's what I feel like also during this time, like all, you know, all the people who are on the same side, you know, like Democrats, let's say, or people who are against Trump. Or, and the whole that whole scene. I mean, fuck I've been pitted fuck. against yeah, each other. Like, I, yeah, right. but like our our side is it. There are all these like petty arguments and like, oh, you're not PC enough, and oh, you're not this, and it's like yeah. you cannot open your mouth, and it's like we're all on the same side. Yeah. Just band together. To what band is together. the problem? It's like cr- it's crazy. We're not perfect. Humans aren't perfect. You're going to say something stupid. I probably said a lot of dumb things in this podcast, but. We're on the same side fighting for the same thing, right? So so the point of Persisticon is to bring people together. Maybe there are little differences in, like, you know, what they believe, but come laugh, have a drink, give to what's going to make things better, and, and, and enjoy yourself and feel hopeful and feel, you know, like there's, you know, things can get better. That's nice. a big reason for it. Positive you know, message, it's like. very positive and it's I, really fucking fun too. I've like laughed till I'm like crying. You know, really? These, yeah, we've had some really amazing. Um, and you comedians. can wake up the next morning. I gotta. And you, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, it's yeah. done by like ten. Do you have another one lined up yet? Yeah, yeah November third. Oh, we're there. We're there. Right, I'm there. Persisticon four, ride the blue wave, and it's um at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Amazing. It will sell out, so get your tickets. Get your tickets quick, kids. Yeah. 
Um, well, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. And thank you for doing the good work. Thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> like, fucking to. putting women on the map. <laughs> and no, for real, though. I really, I, kudos to you. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> sweetie that was good that was productive that was informative that's everything you want in a podcast really we did a good job yeah do you think she'll come back next week (laughs) (laughs) theo week two wow man it's fucking hard to be in a band and like have a normal life i mean you know more than more than me well that's why you do it while you're young i mean you don't want a normal life you know yeah, the, I mean... It is hard, though. And even even when you're 23, 25, like, some people just can't hang with it. It's hilarious, you know? People that There's people that love to tour and people that hate to tour. Right. And there's people that, like, need to write alone in their room and people can do it all in a room together. I mean, it's just... It's, it's a shame, though. That you weren't a singer? No. <laughs> Bass player. It, it is a shame. It's a real shame. You know, I convinced my uncle to buy me a bass for my bat mitzvah, like uh, as my like, my, and I would just kind of stand in front of the mirror and like want to be like Chrissy Hind or something. Fuck, man, you could have been the Goop's bass player. What happened? I just you should have stuck li- with it. I my fingers couldn't even like pull the strings. I couldn't press down hard enough. But I had like moves. What? I had like. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you're like my daughter she wants to be a rock star but she doesn't want to press down on the strings man. it hurts yes of course it hurts it hurts i think you Any... know i couldn't blow into a flute like i my mouth couldn't it's not what blow, I heard. well you know <laughs> skin flute's a different <laughs> instrument okay <laughs> and uh you know i never want to play that anymore <laughs> me neither I put that down you know um, but I I no, it does I realized later in my life like percussive like I can make like f- like different sort of beats during make beats on the MPC no Yo. on the table on the table on my <laughs> leg and um, you know I I should have pursued the bass yeah because it is, it is most, it is about rhythm, right? It's real. like that under that yeah. under layer. Um, but I recently found that bass, saying to myself, like, "Oh, but it's really, it, but it's like a weird child's bass." It's oh, it's so, a three quarter. It's, it's, it's small. Little, like this. It's little. Yeah, I was like, I'm but it not, like, like, there's some nice basses like that, dude. You still got it? Yeah, yeah. What kind of it? it? Do you know? You it? No, Maybe we should no, get no. Charlie on it. Yeah. No, he wants to play guitar. So yeah, for sure. He can. He can. He can. Play yeah, yeah, bass. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know. we'll come over. We'll start a band. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, but what I also found so interesting is that Theo sort of and and the Lunatics and her other bands, they have sort of created the experience of like all of these, you know, of this movement, you know, like the 90s rock movement. Oh, yeah. You know, and sort of didn't get their day. But the innovators never do. That's the thing. Right. They're, you know? just, they're just too ahead. You know? people, people need to just... Uh... They're definitely innovators in look, in style. Oh, yeah. They, fit, they would fit right in in Bushwick 2015. I mean, 
and and the sound as well, right? It's still sort of like the classic. Sort of, yeah, yeah. There's definitely bands of sound that do have that 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 are going for that sound, right? The Lunatic Chicks, L Seven sound, like yeah, just really like hard and like they were good at it. They man. were they were good. Um, but it's great to see she's doing lots and lots of stuff. And Smart enough to branch out. Branch out. Branch and, out or die. <laughs> right? Like um, evolve or dissolve. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Oh, first did you copy of all, that? I, I did. No, I just, <laughs> I copied that from somebody. From somebody who copied it from somebody else. <laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you want to keep abreast of what Theo Kogan is up to, she is all over the gram, yo. Theo Kogan and the Lunachicks are going on tour. You can catch up with all of what's going on with them on the Instagrams, too, at Lunachicks Official. And I believe they're going to do some shows in twenty in 2020, and we will have to be there. Oh, yeah. In the, in the, mo- in the mosh pit. Woo! Party. Where we belong, Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back in there. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from my knee, everybody. Just, ba- just bash me on the other side. Oh, my God. And you can keep up with Brad. Nowhere. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, Brad. Soundwag. Instagram. Are you posting? Uh, yeah, I will be. Yeah. I had not, the soundwag's kind of quiet, but what's that, where? My where Instagram we... Instagram is uh, there's a soundwag Instagram. Anybody who might care might want to take a look at the going off track Instagram or Twitter. There might be some news there. Ah, going off track. Well, tell us about going off track. We'll talk about that more later. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm at Claw Money. <laughs> Claw Money all over. You can find me anywhere. Claw Co. Shout out to Bubbles. That awesome. Music, awesome that you hear. Our our track, both tracks, both songs both by songs Bubbles, by Bubbles, and um, occasionally Bubbles does a show in the basement Very of Max Fish, yeah. and it is good. Yeah, yeah, it is it's definitely worth being there. It is, it is. Uh, you have it. It cannot be captured on on video. You must be in shout immersive. out to Max Fish. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Max Fish and all of our people Better. over there. Those are that's that's fams, yo. Oh yeah, for real. Um, and uh, shout out to all of our listeners. I hope you're going to Patreon. We don't have an official Instagram, so follow Claw and Co or Claw Money, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye.